This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Well-designed, convenient, compact electric toothbrushes sent to your home with brush head refills every three months. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first brush head refill. Mm -hmm. That is tryquip.com slash thumbs. It's not your dad's podcast uh, schedule. Well, it isn't really. No. I used to be on my dad's podcast schedule. That's the opening of an infomercial. (laughs) Tired of your dad's podcast schedule? We're not that. I'm juggling my microphones and they're (laughs) collapsing on top of me. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Here, let me switch to the black and white camera. Yeah. And then you can can be that guy. (laughs) Tired of being on a podcast? Oh, God. God. (laughs) Well, fuck. There's no way to fix this. (laughs) Classic (laughs) adage. As the age-old saying goes, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's August 31st, 2017. And this is Important If True. (gasps) From Idle Thumbs, I'm (gasps) Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. (gasps) I'm Jake Jake Rodkin. Oh, wow. Amazing. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. You did it. You're here. (laughs) We're here in this room. We're here in this room. Talking into these microphones. That's how I talk now. That's how I talk. <laughs> Jake's the new wacky sidekick. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Important if true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nick, I realized this morning that you and I, I don't know about Jake, but for the first time, mm. you and I have encountered a fidget spinner. Oh, yeah. We have managed to go... <laughs> Like what seems like years at this point, maybe a, I thought least. I might just go my entire life. I assumed I would. Assuming it was just some created meme that didn't actually exist. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, I, real. I assumed I would. I would never encounter one, not intentionally, but I just had been so long without ever seeing one that I figured I never would. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, a uh, Kingdom Hearts themed fidget spinner appeared. Oh, is that in, what it was? Appeared in the office. Yeah. Did you Did you play with it at all? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Any, thought, any takeaways? Um. You know. I don't I don't quite get it. You know what's surprising? The the sort of like center of gravity of it, like turning uh-huh. it around. You didn't in expect your it hand. to be gyroscopic, right? Yeah, yeah that it, was the surprising that, that thing. That sort of to like me. weird tactile yeah. feeling of that and being able to like rotate your hand around yeah. and feel the weight of it was That yeah. said, you're supposed to be able to like do tricks with it and stuff, and I got no sense of what that could you do whatsoever. What tricks? Yeah. What could you possibly do with this thing? That I would have, be impressive to anybody. You could probably make it balance at weird angles. I mean, if it's gyroscopic, there's surely it's things not, you can do. I don't do. know that it's actually gyroscopic though isn't that yes it's or it's centrifugal motion yeah. at least it's the same yeah. it's the same yeah. function as a gyroscope or a bicycle wheel yeah. which is that it's spinning and then it causes its own sort of in, internal ability to balance okay. i mean like a bicycle wheel spun fast is also a gyroscope so i imagine a fidget spinner if you're wondering what the uh, wikipedia related articles for fidget spinners are they are gyroscope and fidgeting <laughs> <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, you know, I am like such a fidgeter by nature, mm. and I thought one of the reasons I initially avoided a fidget spinner is because I thought it would be just, just destroy destructive you? to my life. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't really it didn't, 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 didn't do it. Yeah, huh? Yeah. What do you think? Well, like why? Like what specifically about it is just not satisfying to you? It's not that it's not satisfying, but it's not idly. Set. Like you have to like you have to do something. Spin it with your other hand, okay. and then it's like, like it's also like, you have to hold it in your hand, right? Or s- just sit it on a desk and look at it. In which case, you're not fidgeting with it. I That's entirely true. understand the appeal of, fi- of yeah, fidget what spinner. Is it? 
to do what it does. I mean, I'm a person who basically is always just holding and opening and closing a pen or like yeah, fucking yeah, with yeah. something in my hand mm-hmm. in a meeting. Yeah. Uh, but I will never buy a fidget spinner because of like the cultural coding of the fidget spinner. There's no fucking mm-hmm. way I'm going to sit <laughs> in a meeting at work uh, at like a company just that I fucking back. co-own <laughs> yeah. with a fidget spinner. Are you kidding me? <laughs> lean back in your chair, one leg over the other leg. What do you guys think? Bzzz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's true actually. Like I do fidget with things. But you're right. I think that would actually be. But too you don't much. spin. No, I don't. I don't spin. You don't spin. No. You've just taken up God. vaping instead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my all-time like favorite fidgeting device is? The back of anything that's battery operated and the the battery. Oh, lap. that's satisfying. Oh, snap. God, oh, I, I love, love that, that so much. Shit. You know Cracking I, it open, yeah. snapping it back in. Yeah. My dad would get so mad. The first thing I would do with any new TV <laughs> remote is just fucking wreck that God. thing. So do you mean and the then have to tape it back on, and then eventually you lose it? And like, oh. are you talking about the slide? The, the slide, the slide, slide one. Yeah, one. it just has a little one. satisfying oh. bump. And oh the my yeah, God, the slide one's cool because oh, I love it. You can the slide one. You can flip it upside down. And then the little latch that goes in is like the okay. correct so, like height over oh, the so main yeah. Chris, body. If you had oh if you had a God. fidget spinner, you know how like scroll wheels on mice have smooth scrolling and click scrolling. Mm-hmm. Also, real quick, you, sorry, the slide one you can oh also God, like, right. stick the tab into the hole and sort of yes. like slide yeah, yeah, yeah. around. What Jake's about to say is, is monumental. If you had a fidget spinner, <laughs> the, the little pinch part you could press down and it would go and click, and then it would go and it would actually be a. Yeah. So then you could just go tick. It's tick, the, tick, tick, you know single, what it is? single tick. It's the paper towel holder it is in exactly, your hand. It is exactly oh, that. It is exactly the, oh, that. It's, it's the Kamenstein <laughs> perfect tear. Oh it is. Fuck holder. everyone. I Holy would, shit. Uh, Ima- imagine a Kamenstein paper towel holder in the palm of your hand. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You don't even need like, those messy paper towels. Oh. This is in reference to a paper towel holder that Jake endorsed on this podcast several weeks and ago. And then we which immediately I own has too. a satisfying ratchet click. Yeah, oh, it's we good. immediately sold out. five of those to basically no oh, gain to oh, ourselves. Uh, if we actually made the clicky fidget spinner, we'd be selling five million of them. How and we wouldn't have to be real? podcasting anymore. You know, Jake, uh, what you would have to basically, if you invented, if you successfully invented and brought to market a clicky, audibly clicky fidget spinner. I would have to leave the country. You, it would, yeah, it would also, yeah, you, it would ruin the country. It would ruin mar- the world. Married to a public school, <laughs> a public high school teacher. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, you my would God. have to leave the country. I and would. Your marriage oh, yeah. And I would, I would have to leave existence. I would have Holy to shit. use all of that money from the fidget spinner to totally obfuscate my identity Fuck, and that's disappear. so good, though. Can you imagine it might the, exist. the satisfaction of like the sort of half press and the, mm-hmm. the you yeah, know, or like, just in the single just yeah, you just Either, yourself. yeah, they do have. I've seen like Kickstarter projects for things that are like multi fidget device that just has like buttons that make certain clicky noises and then like garbage. a clackety thing on the garbage. side. Well, it's like it's like a, a Swiss Army knife for just bullshit for, uh, for a keychain that has buttons that you press that play swearing sound effects. <laughs> I bet those are trash. We need to do that. We need the like German engineer. Yeah, that's true. Like one function. Yeah, right. It's called fidget, but it's spelled like F I J with like an umlaut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like like an IKEA. We bought an old fidget spinner factory (laughs) in Germany. (laughs) We bought a heritage fidget spinner, artisanal heritage fidget spinner. There is an artisanal heritage fidget spinner factory in Germany (laughs) where fidgets are made. Where fidgets are made. (laughs) Every summer. Sorry, that was an oblique reference. <laughs> Sorry, to a, yeah, I don't know why I to did a, that. But... Uh, Orson Welles <laughs> peas commercial. I should have endorsed that. Yeah, uh, anyway, anyway. I'm sure that already exists. 
And oh man, actually, you know what that reminds me of? Because you said keychains. I have this in my pocket that I've had in my pocket ever since we got back from Ireland. Do I? Yes. I meant to give this to you last week, Nick, and I forgot. Oh. Uh, in honor of the argument you got in with our Irish friend Ashling about oh, yeah. your like basically bullshit Irish heritage or whatever, <laughs> she well the she, heritage is real. She bought I for am you. Not. It says on the package historical Ireland keyring, <laughs> and I I'm very much how do I fucking open this thing? I'm really I'm I believe that is really overstating the uh, the value and. <laughs> quality of this gift yeah. that you've been given. Well, no, I do like this, though. This is a... People can't see this, obviously, but it's a shamrock. It's like a charm on a key ring. Uh, it's a shamrock, and then a heart that says in within it, I heart Ireland, but the heart is black, Chris, which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel oh, like shit. that's wow. that's actually my... Uh, Interesting <laughs> move. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it, it literally says, yeah. I mean, I love Ireland mm-hmm. in my black heart. Yeah. Is, a, is pictorially. There's a tiny what red heart says. within my black heart, and the red heart <laughs> is loves, representing yeah. Ireland. The little red the heart. The Irish part of me the, is with, hidden within my black heart. The little, that tiny, tiny red heart loves Ireland, mm-hmm. and the rest of your heart is black. Yes. I think is what this. <laughs> well, thank you. Your dark heart. Thank you for. <laughs> you're welcome. Anytime. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we have an email. From Drew, who says, "When I was isn't in- that a rebus? What you just described the name like a pictogram puzzle that you decode into a phrase like that? What? What? Never mind. No, wait, 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 wait hold on. What? <laughs> oh, I was I was double checking the definition of rebus. <laughs> <laughs> Were you correct? Yes. So what is it? Uh, what, what was Chris describing? I, that, I missed like it. The, he, him translating that saying I love Ireland in oh, my oh. black heart is like if that was a puzzle. Like the example on this page I just looked up is amazing for rebus because it shows the word baby in huge writing and it says oh this decodes to big baby. <laughs> <laughs> Another classic Nick Rebus. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Subtle readers <laughs> might detect a hidden message. <laughs> <in> <laughs> Big baby. <laughs> Nick Brecken is a baby. A huge font. Ah, cle- those the clever among you. All right, let's get serious right, here. Uh, let's get on to the serious content. What? Drew <laughs> writes, When I was in middle school, I somehow convinced myself that saying, bless you coconut banana to someone who was about to sneeze, I could stop them from sneezing. True, I've always true I've always been suspicious of the supernatural but I felt for sure these words were some form of magic. It wasn't until much later that I learned that a mere bless you had the same effect. And the excuse I've heard but can't trace is that since we've been conditioned to hear those words after sneezing, they trick your brain into thinking you've already done it. Have you guys ever thought you knew magic? Were you hoisted or do you still believe? Thanks, Drew. First, that email sounds like it contains two hoistings. Like the notion of saying bless you as a precautionary measure when someone's about to sneeze to shut down a sneeze seems super apocryphal to me. Yeah, I don't... Mm -hmm. That was actually my first reaction to this email was... I've never heard that before. You can stop someone from sneezing. I don't think one. You can. That's a fucking like terrible. That that's like a uh, an it's intrusive like, act. Like it's a I don't cry, want it's criminal. Anyone, I don't want anyone stopping. Oh man, me if from I if sneezing. I see you looking up at the sun, I'm just going to start saying "bless you" uh, really like assertively to try and see if I can shut down your sneeze. God, or really be, quietly, so that it's more like an enchantment. I'll get Doctor Spazzo like to say you. it through yeah. the cubicle wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I in these times I need <laughs> all of the you. I need all of the catharsis and relief 
I can get, and a sneeze, a little sneeze brightens up, mm. it brightens up my day. Although, are you saying that because you look at the sun when you sneeze? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yesterday, yesterday, in our timeline, we're recording this podcast like a week and a half before you're hearing it. In our timeline, yesterday was the eclipse, and that definitely was a moment of a moment of um, of distress for me. I can only imagine our ancestors. Who, f- who encountered a solar eclipse. Our ancestral eclipse without, photic sneezers. Yeah, without warning, only to have their genetic gift stripped from them for, I don't know. <laughs> oh, five, so that is minutes. like, you know, whatever, if you're some stupid superhero who draws your power from something or other. I imagine your yesterday was the day you could have been defeated as the photic sneezer. Mm. That's, ah, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. vulnerable for moments there. Your magic Although, was you believed if you looked at the sun, you would sneeze. And in San Francisco, we only got 75% occlusion, so I was only 75% vulnerable. With 20% of, or 25% of my power, I could still defeat you, and then you just <laughs> let out the tiniest little, uh, <laughs> choo-choo. Yeah. Bless you. Jake. <laughs> bless you. This, this, <laughs> Yeah, your weakness is now known. <laughs> yeah, my, now it doesn't. Yeah, you it's all say bullshit. Bless you ahead now. of time. Um, you, so magic Jake, powers. for years, you. I mean, this is like not really an issue. Wait, for years, I believed to have magic. No, for years, <laughs> you. I you. I mean, from the time I first knew you, which was like fifteen years ago, at this point, um, up until I would say only a couple years ago. Please end the sentence by "I believed you had <laughs> magical powers." <laughs> <laughs> no, you would. You would, without fail, respond to any sneeze in your vicinity with the full phrase, may the Lord bless you and keep you. <laughs> oh, yes. This was something that you rigorously <laughs> adhered to for many years. I did it mostly, yeah, I did I did it to a lot of people for a long time, which is probably left over from me being a snarky kid who went to Catholic school but resented that fact a little bit. Right, right. Uh, I always just figured it yeah. And then I just kept it up with you and a couple friends because I knew you would appreciate it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad, glad to... Uh... Also, I believed that it imbued me with the magical powers. <laughs> I, I was actually when I read that I was when I when I recalled that and read this email I was trying to figure out what the deal with bless you is and it sounds like there over the years there have been all different sort of like beliefs about your soul escaping yeah. and I always thought like, it was it went back to sort of like plague times there was that too was, you know yeah, bless uh-huh. you because you might be dying exactly yeah, yeah you might yeah exactly this might yeah. be evidence that you have the plague yeah yeah and so on there's a thing that I definitely I mean I. I obviously didn't believe this was actually happening because if it were actually happening, I would have like destroyed the world. But the I I had this like a thing this that, belief that sneezes could kill no, people. No, I remember when I was a kid, and I'd be and I've actually heard from other people that they have had like a similar thing that they totally independently arrived at, mm. which is that I would I remember being in the car. Like, okay, I, so before well, you started talking. I remember. Bless you. No, I remembered the version of this for me, and it's a car thing. I wonder if it's the exact same mm. thing. This will be interesting. Keep talking. Okay. All right. You'll see my eyes light up if it is right. true, and your soul darken if it's not. Yeah. Yeah. You love Ireland. If you're the one who left that poo <laughs> <laughs> on that on that cabinet on that counter. Yeah. Uh, so if especially if I was in, I guess it doesn't matter if I was in the front or back seat of the car. Mm. But if there was like a sort of speck of dirt or dust, some fixed point or whatever on the window or the windshield, I would, in my brain, imagine that that was some kind of destructive laser that would extend out infinitely 
you know, drawing a point from my eye mm-hmm. through that point out into just all to the horizon. And I would imagine it just like shearing off like mountains <laughs> and telephone poles and other cars. And I would have this constant um like concern in the back of my mind <laughs> that like what if this starts happening and yeah. I'm responsible for right. just untold death and Well why would you be responsible for that? I, You're not shooting the laser. You had the thought. Because, oh, because you thought it happened and so it happened. Yeah, it comes it out of your point yeah, of view. Like comes out of my brain the and like, oh, okay. and, like casts See, out. See, I I would do that. This you is not this is not actually the thing, but I also oh, okay, okay. but but I also imagine that. But I would do that where if it was me casting it with like a watch face or something, oh. and then I would imagine doing that to other people. <laughs> <laughs> so I, and I had no anxiety about it whatsoever. I was right. just like, oh, it'd be cool if I had a laser and I could just blow this car up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was not the thing that I was thinking of, though. What was the thing you were thinking of? So I was thinking of the fact that I would sit there and like, you know, be in the front seat or something and watching cars go by, and I would imagine just the worst car crashes happening. Oh, no. Just like, this car's going to totally turn left and slam into that oh. car. And then I would focus like, don't make it slam. Don't don't, don't make it crash. Don't. It, uh, <laughs> and then it wouldn't. You and I'd be it, like, Nick, I you did can it. save it. I did it. I oh. saved the cars. Oh, okay. And it didn't crash. So, and I, I would just do that repeatedly and wow, think that's that like. morbid. Yeah. This, this reminds me actually. And also very self-aggrandizing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't think I actually believed that I was making them stop. But I kind of like, you, you know, you're did sort of. not believe. That exactly. was the exact thing with mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This reminds me of a magic power that I think that everyone thinks that they have up until they die because there's no way to disprove it, which is that they have influence beyond the normal interface and timing of pedestrian crossing buttons and stoplights that change what their frequency is. <laughs> I think people what? genuinely believe if I press the button a couple more times, oh, I've made the light change more or quickly. Or like elevators and stuff. Right, or like if oh, yeah. I blink my headlights at a stoplight because I heard that ambulances can flash and it changes the oh, light. Oh, I've never even heard of that Oh, that's that a thing that people, really? people think is true and oh, maybe sometimes it's true, but it's universally applied huh. by certain breeds of buttholes who are like, well... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm doing us all a favor here by by pressing the button four more times or flashing the light, and because it changed right after I did it. Right. Like, I think that is, like, a really intense version of, of like, mm. myopic perception of your agency over the world. And it basically, as a kid, I think the, sometimes that version of that is, is the magic, is thinking that you're doing a magic trick huh. or that you have power. But I yeah. think as an adult, you're like, well, I mean, those idiots don't know how to press the button, but I when I press it, it's going to change. And if it yeah. doesn't... It's uh, it's fucked up. You know the one that really drives me crazy because of what it suggests <laughs> about people, I guess, is when you're at an elevator and you've already, you're there and you press the button already mm-hmm. and the fucking thing is lit up. Oh, like sh- the elevator yeah. button. Mm-hmm. And then someone comes up and they stand there for a couple seconds and they sort of look at you and look at the thing and the elevator's not there yet. And then they go up and press you've the button. You've surely noticed this since you. Since it's you were already a- lit up and the, I did it. I feel like everyone should have learned this lesson as a little kid on the inevitable day that your teacher is late for your class period and the door is still locked, the first kid tries the doorknob. Yeah. Stands outside of it. The second kid, it's understandable that they could try the doorknob. When the fucking seventh person tries the doorknob, <laughs> it, that was infuriating to me as a child and is infuriating to me now. And it's Although. Like, you, you don't have magic door unlocking powers. Although you're the kid who fucking unlocked the door when no one else did. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I was in a bar a couple of months ago. And oh, is this everyone waiting for a bathroom that no one's inside of? <laughs> Well, no, I was in the front of the line. Oh, no. Where there was no line. Single, (laughs) single, you know, just unisex bathroom with a lock on the door. And I went up and I tried it. And then I went back. 
and waited, <laughs> and a line began to yes. form. Multiple people, yes. all sort of looking at their phones and their watches, waiting uh, for like ten minutes. And then finally, I start. The anxiety began to build in my head right. as I questioned whether there was someone actually right. still in there. And I went up and tried the lock again, and it just swung open. And I just wanted to fucking die. Oh yeah, no. See, oh. you didn't. You didn't learn that. All, all rules have an exception, and this, like, yes. do I have magic power over something? Fuck bar bathrooms. You have to <laughs> pound on the door and try yeah. to push the door open forcibly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Worst case, you accidentally see someone, like, in someone's knee who is peeing, mm-hmm. and then you close the door. Yeah. You gotta just gotta just go yeah. for oh, it with yeah. the bar bathroom. You, you, no, I, I messed it up. You, you misapplied. Yeah. Do, was there was there any reaction from the from the? Oh, crowd? no, Nick no. did not see it because he was too busy going <laughs> into the bathroom. That happened yeah. to me What time, about Nick? when you walked out of the bathroom and had to walk? <laughs> they were all just looking at their phones. They didn't yeah, know what no, was okay, happening in the real that world. That's, that's, <laughs> nobody's just, yeah. nobody's aware enough that's anymore an to asset. actually an be like now, angry at somebody for that. I definitely did that exact same thing once and then also slipped on my way into the bathroom and fell on my butt. Oh, that's the best. So I destroyed all things. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's good. I mean, did you that you earned yourself some immediate sympathy points? No, probably not. Probably they just went. That guy is fucking drunk and didn't even know there was someone in the bathroom. <laughs> I have I have long wanted a like sort of uh, conceptual uh, artist to team up with someone who works for a city, like to find a cool city who would allow this to happen. To basically put a little debug screen on stoplights and. Uh, and crosswalk buttons mm. that would just like so you could observe it from the park nearby where it would just light up a thing when the person presses the button and then it changes to have it be like I was going to change three seconds uh, after that <laughs> anyway like basically just have the debug information <laughs> now I won't have, just have the information sure. exposed yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Could, like don't yeah. show it to the public don't show it to the people who are actually using the sign. Well, you can only see it if you're yeah just as an observer you can just human watch you can yeah. just mm-hmm. watch it be like I'm going to change in five four three then have someone press the button mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of passive aggressively have that now with the ones that have um, like vision impaired uh, beeps and clicks and stuff because mm-hmm. if you're standing on one side of the intersection your button is linked to the one on the other side and when you press it it goes click and makes the, and does the little vibration mm, um, right and you can tell when uh, a cool guy is across the street from you because your crosswalk thing goes and you're like dude it has a fucking light on it it makes a sound effect it vibrates you're doing no one of it maybe it's that person's fidget spinner i actually Ma- magical powers i have the opposite effect i think jake you're describing a lot of people have at this point because i read an article i don't know a couple years ago at this point that said that in like in an increasing number of places i think most places now at least in this in the united states uh the buttons don't do anything like they literally do nothing there's just there's a pattern that they uh, that the whole crosswalk runs on and that's it i think it depends and, on the busyness of the intersection yeah that might be true and that has totally hoisted me now in places where that clearly isn't the case like off, mm. uh, i think mainly in, when i go to other countries and I'm just so conditioned to not even bothering now because I just assume it does nothing that I mean, I've had times where I just sit there at a crosswalk going like sitting through five complete mm-hmm. cycles of the thing. And I'm just like, oh, you know, it is, it's going to happen. And then I'm, I just need to press the goddamn button. And I feel I like just, there's a life lesson here somewhere. I read an article that said that this thing does nothing. And I believe <laughs> that now I've just thrown my life in the toilet. Yeah, well. <laughs> Always press the button, Chris. It's yeah. there for you press to press. it once and no more than that. Yeah. And then eventually and then we'll glare go. and passive aggressively hit everyone else and be like you think you're magic you're not i pressed the button first i'm gonna kill you with my eye laser (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm gonna imagine a car crashing into you. But then after oh. I had that thought, I'm gonna will gonna it to not you. happen. I'm gonna <laughs> exactly. And then when the car swerves away at the last moment, I'm gonna look at you meaningfully, as if to say, I did that. I yeah. did that, and not because uh, you only pressed or you didn't press the button. <laughs> Because I'm a good human being. <laughs> Me, Nick Brecken. I love Ireland. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Lord bless you and keep you. <laughs> I'm sorry that I old manned about stop stoplight buttons for a while. That's okay. Uh, Jonathan Swift writes. What? <laughs> I'm just reading what is written. Uh, Jonathan Swift <laughs> writes. Thought you guys might appreciate the headline of this article. To quote. Researchers create flexible battery that can run on salt water. They could be powered by bodily fluids like sweat or tears in the future. This is a fucking nightmare. Uh, this is an Engadget article. Uh, he says, so what do you think? What use could we find for such an amazing device? Good Lord. Well, there's, you know, by the way, on this note, actually, um, I don't remember if, I don't think we ever talked about this, but there are robots that sweat now. Yes. Yeah. So that's <clears throat> also, that's just like reminder that that exists in the same universe yeah. as mm-hmm. sweat-powered batteries. So this is the stupidest thing in the world, but I really like that scientists have poured their sweat and tears into this battery, <laughs> into this, <laughs> into this battery project, <laughs> comma, and it worked. How is that not the headline that every single person <laughs> wrote about this? <laughs> scientists pour sweat and tears into battery, surprised to find... Friend, <laughs> comma, power battery. <laughs> The simplest uh. version of that headline would actually just be scientists pour sweat and tears into sweat and tears powered battery project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. With that's just a picture of a scientist with a light bulb lighting up yeah. uh, who's also perspiring. A sci- yeah, a scientist weeping and sweating into just a <laughs> Duracell. Oh, yeah, you're 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 in your final minutes of getting this battery to work and you start like the this the really anxious scientist starts to dab his forehead with a cloth oh, and then yeah. another scientist goes, "No." And then just puts a little glass vial there and, and collects <laughs> yeah, is this, the Yeah, is this sweat. like penicillin? Was this? Like oh, I was a... just imagining the accident version. Yeah, the oh, penicillin no. version where it's just, you know, he's just crying because the machine doesn't work and then it falls in and then lights <laughs> and up. And then and it goes, lights oh, up. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. God, yeah. What a different, horrible <laughs> world this would be. Not that it's not a terrible world anyway, but let's just, you know, for the purpose of argument. What a weird, horrible world if that had like 120 years ago, had that had happened in some oh, God, laboratory yeah. late at night and, and it was... Like, there's something about the electrolytes, whatever mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> shit, you know, that, like, dripped into yep. the cell and just that. I mean, everything. <laughs> oh, what yeah. a nightmare. And now I know why you cried <laughs> and sweat. It is to power me. To power me. <laughs> Give me it. <laughs> Monsters Incorporated would just be, Monsters Inc. would just be what it is. We're just like, we, we, had, we had humans. uh laughing that's the end of monsters inc and they're like oh then we realize if we just literally make kids cry and sweat it uh it, they'll just run all our shit, run all our shit. Our yeah like yeah. and also theirs everything's fine yeah um yeah i think the re- the real reason this the real reason this research started is because things like um internal medical devices that are electrically powered mm. um can't have or they can have traditional batteries in them but they have they have to be encased in multiple layers of protective right uh, equipment because if a battery if like a lithium ion battery leaks inside of you yeah, you're, you're fucked so they're like well we can have, if we can have a salt battery then it's crazy fine. <laughs> yeah wow. and also you can pa- really you cool. can power yourself with your tears <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> the horrible roundup were you talking about that sweating robot uh 
Yeah, that that was the thing that I, I <laughs> what don't... a roundabout thing though. Like, well, okay, we've invented this battery that's powered by sweat. Oh God, okay, we have to invent a sweating robot now. Perpetual the, motion machine. It <laughs> just sweats into its own gross collection trough. Yeah, we put a sweat Ooh. gland inside the b- sweat battery. Yeah, the the sweating <laughs> robot, it was a while it ago. It converts the sun into sweat into energy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it needs moisture from somewhere. Nah. It just walks through marshes and shit. It just sort of yeah. it just it can it can, Crying it can walk forever the, as long yeah. as it sort of trudges through the rain. It it's li- like a very poignant robot. Yeah, we, like we it put it we put it in the mo- in the saddest like, environments only. To, yeah. Marshes, just <laughs> like sad <laughs> glades, you know, just like only like it walks through cemeteries damp environments. Yeah. Moisture, which it then weeps out into its <laughs> from sweat and at tear night it weeps, and during the day it sweats. During the day, yeah, during the day it, it sort of it's, it sweats out all of its anxieties, and then at night it weeps. It sort of cathartically. Well, it also needs to get the salt out. from somewhere, so it has to eat. Uh, you were describing a person. <laughs> it spends all of its days in an environment that makes it sad, crying at night and sweating during the day. It eats to produce the salt to generate the I was the, made the in their s- image, says the robot. <laughs> says <laughs> as it's crying. <laughs> Finally, they're just like us. Now I know why you cry. Yeah. As it slowly sinks into a bog and then yeah. just yeah. gives a thumbs up as it goes away. <laughs> I mean, you could probably just make a really happy version of this robot that just sort of toodles around the ocean all the time, being like, I got all the fucking salt water I need. No, fuck that. Sweating? What's it doing? Where's it? It's just, oh, it's just powered by salt, so it's in the the ocean. You just got the fun robot. It's like if I cry, there are tears of happiness, and I don't know because I'm inside an uh, ocean. It's just like beach robots. (laughs) Happy beach robot. Yeah, just paddling around. Yeah. It's the only thing left when all the uh, the humans and the like crying sweat robots have destroyed each other. There's just one like <laughs> yeah out of the ocean, <laughs> recreational <laughs> robots, <laughs> just still there. Yay. I can live forever. Rising sea levels, woo! More for me. The happy one. It doesn't know why you cry. It doesn't get it. It doesn't care. No. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> but I know why I have fun in the beach. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a break? Yeah. Oh. I want to be that robot. Don't we all? I love you, robot. I love, I love you, you, robot. I love you. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you love me. <laughs> I love Ireland. <laughs> this episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Oh, a toothbrush. Yeah. A really simple toothbrushing robot that fits in your pocket or your travel uh, little toiletry bag and is always, always fresh and up to date because every three months you get a new uh, tiny little battery and a new brush head refill to swap out so you've got those great plaque removing bristles all the time. Can we get Quip working on a uh, salt or sweat or tears powered toothbrush? Just cry into this tear Just pouch. Just cry as you, yeah. The two minute, the, it, the quip comes with a handy uh, two minute timer, 30 seconds per mouth quadrant to ensure that you are both brushing your teeth for the full dentist recommended time and also 
weeping for a long enough duration to fully power your quip uh, for the next tears two of joy sessions. over how, yeah, like, how oh, easy so, it is to brush your so, teeth. Like, Definitely so no clean. sweat. No sweat involved whatsoever. Only tears no, of just joy. Just tears of joy. Yeah. Just yeah. tears of joy. Yeah. Uh, if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get 10% off your first brush head refill. And those start at only $5. Those are 5 or $10, depending on your plan. So you're uh, you're all set for your first six months of Quip. That is tryquip.com slash thumbs. Jake. Chris. We have a shout out. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. This shout out comes from WASD a German video game essay magazine that is currently on Kickstarter to fund their first international issue in English. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. They actually sent us both a uh, German language and English language um, sample of this. Uh, It's really well produced. It's really nice and ambitious and big and full of things. Uh, it is a print magazine that publishes issues every six months, illustrated, well-written, and they have a Kickstarter that you can find at wasd.global, which is an strong, appro- strong domain name. approved URL. Um, their intention is to bring a bunch of new voices to English-speaking video game criticism, as well as working with established English-speaking writers who will then have their work also translated back to German, which is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so the Kickstarter again is at wazd.global. Yeah. Naming your magazine Wazd is is bold, but it's good for them because uh, in Germany they have a Quartz keyboard, Q W E R T Z, and in uh, uh, yeah. English speaking regions it's Q W E R T Y. But if they ever localize into say France, they're uh. gonna have trouble because the Azerty <laughs> keyboard. Azerty. Every yeah. everyone who plays PC games in Azerty areas are, is really upset by defaulting to Wazd for <laughs> movement because those keys aren't there. Yeah. But it's fine for German and English regions. Uh, the wasd.global uh, domain name, though, uh, might have to, might have to be adjusted uh, yeah, with time yeah. as the wasd expansion. Wasd.territories. Yes. <laughs> wasd.regions. <laughs> uh, so you can find all the details on this at wasd.global. Thanks, wasd. Thanks, wasd. If you would like to uh, purchase your own personal or commercial shout out, find out more at store.idlethumbs.net. Bryant Wagner writes, While heading into work last week, I saw a message on a whiteboard. Good words are worth so much, but cost so little. Although intended as a way to encourage kindness and positivity, a dangerous consequence occurred to me. If this statement is taken as true, and being nice is a cheap way to generate higher value than is expended, then too much niceness could inadvertently lead to disastrous hyperinflation that would destroy the world economy. The obvious conclusion is that we must stop being nice or face another source of man-made global disaster. What other adages, when taken seriously, could have profoundly harmful impacts on the world? And what should we do to prevent those outcomes? It's true. Yeah. There are a lot of adages that... I mean, they're all silly, but I mean... Some of them, if taken literally, are are particularly disturbing. That's a classic <laughs> adage. Right. All adages are silly, right. but some of them, when taken literally, I can mean, have yeah. disastrous the, consequences. The one that I was raised with, the sort of the sampler above uh, our kitchen, said, all adages in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this was an interesting... I mean, if every bird was an early bird, then no birds would be early. <laughs> then who's special, Chris? 
uh, the one who like, presses the button more <laughs> times so he can cross the street real fast and get that God, worm. Nick just said Brad Bird underneath you and destroyed everyone. <laughs> good Christ. <laughs> wow, that was actually really fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was, that was the, the truest the truest poll. If, if, uh, if all adages are optimized towards, we just live in an objectivist wasteland, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If all birds are early, then no birds are. If Brad birds, Bird. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. God damn, that was good. Wow. <laughs> I'm just in awe. I'm, I'm, that's like unbelievable. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Brad Bird was the director of The Incredibles, for those who aren't, yeah. Yeah. who don't know. Uh, the Nick is the creator the Incredibles. of The Incredible <laughs> Brad Bird was the director of The Incredibles, uh, Ratatouille, and Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. All sort of shadow crypto objectivist works if if or open to that line of criticism yeah, yeah, at yeah, least if yeah. definitely you know uh, I don't want to just turn this into a thing that will generate infinite Brad Bird uh, angry emails yeah he also is a great animation director for sure yeah um, yeah wow god fuck <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just totally like sorry disarmed by that I'm sorry for stomping I'm sorry for stomping over your <laughs> it's your okay sorry. the uh, the Multiple minutes of respect you have paid it have <laughs> yeah, made no, up have paid, made up for the initial stoppage. Yeah, uh, uh, a thing that occurred to me, <laughs> taking adages as sort of laws, like social mm. contracts or laws, yeah. is that some of them are in direct contradiction to each other. Mm. Like I, I just looked up adages, and you get some that are you know like stop and smell the roses. You know, cl- obviously classic adage. It makes right. sense. Don't rush through things, you know, stop and consider. But then also a Rolling Stone gathers no moss, right? Mm. A Rolling Stone smells no roses. Yeah. So which is better? I don't know. Is it better to smell a rose or is it better to fucking get your ass going? I mean, similarly, uh, strike while the iron is hot Mm -hmm. and look before you leap. Mm. Like one of those is grab an opportunity and fucking go. I mean, really what these, I mean, the, the, the takeaway here is that these are bullshit. These are all garbage. There's no, you shouldn't yeah. fucking live your life based on adages. Pretty I much. Guess. But, you know, <laughs> there's also a, a bunch of egg ones, egg-related ones, or egg and chicken-related ones, I guess. I mean, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't count your, count your chickens before they hatch. I guess that dates from, like... Us being sort of an agrarian yeah. society. It dates from the days had... of the Brahma chicken when these were fucking huge beasts <laughs> to be feared, and you got to just be real careful. Don't count those chickens because they're you know, fucking they're, they will your eye. You. They're like yeah. bigger than you. Yeah. yeah, they don't like to be counted. So that's a better one. <laughs> they get really, don't get near those chickens. They'll you, murder yeah, you. Don't. I mean, <laughs> the the, uh, the the thing that's important to keep in mind there mm. is that making omelets is a you're putting your life on the line because yeah. when those Brahma chickens like peek through yeah. the window and see you breaking those fucking eggs. They will like, break, what the they'll break fuck you. Yeah. They will break you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs is actually a covert way of saying you can't get what you want unless you're willing to make extreme sacrifices for it. Uh, right. Because by doing so, by breaking the eggs, you will anger the giant Brahma chickens <laughs> and will have to defend your life <laughs> and your right to eat yeah. omelets. And then as you like j- jump out of your uh, house and roll down the <laughs> stairs, you scream, strike while the iron is hot, and a rolling stone gathers no moss. And, and look before you leap. And look before you leap, yeah, because yeah. there might be a huge chicken there. Yeah, there might be more Brahma chickens, clever girls waiting for you. Yeah, and you hope <laughs> that the Brahma chicken will stop and smell the roses. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, the one that comes to my mind is like... As the Brahma chicken is screaming, two wrongs don't make a right. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's subtitled just underneath like Bleh! yeah sure yeah. yeah the one i keep thinking about is if you can't beat them join them yeah which is just an amazing adage That's because what it implies awful, is that awful yeah like line think of about advice. if that was true like if every sports team that lost a game just joined the other team and just like everything just became oh, a like a conglomerated team. mass of just like a team of just losers yeah but then eventually With there would be two teams left and one of them would lose and then join that team at okay. which point you wouldn't have anything left you would just have a giant collection of people that, that have a- no one to play i mean you say now this. that's great though nick that's uh that's not great it's great <laughs> well you say, well you say that if we're thinking about this in terms of the impact on like the world economy mm. and i mean that is kind of the trajectory oh of sure capitalism like yeah okay that is actually what happens with that's large true. like massive publicly traded you can't beat them sell out and uh yeah, you yeah, can't beat them join yeah. them especially as as antitrust regulations are right. slowly eroding you can't beat them uh stay Get on as sort of a, by, a, a ceo in name for five years and then leave and, and retire <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. if you if you can't beat them make sure you have a golden parachute right yeah is right mm. okay hmm yeah well that's <laughs> this also was the rule that we used to apply to our presidency <laughs> where the loser uh, would become the vice president. That's true. He didn't actually. beat him and then join. That him. Oh, that's, that's true. true. That's, that's so totally weird. true. God, imagine. And then Shadow backstabbed uh, his administration through the right. vice presidency. Yeah. A classic yeah. move. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> if, you can't, weird... if you can't beat him, join him, then undermine him. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, man, uh, Chris and I were in Ireland for our friend's wedding, uh, which is why the podcast has been was on an erratic schedule, and why Nick now has this uh, mm. little yes, historical f- artifact. Metaphor but, uh, when, when in Limerick, uh, we both toured a castle there, and I believe at least I, for the first time, finally learned the uh, definition or etymology of the phrase to undermine. Oh, yeah. Mm, to undermine mm-hmm. someone is literally to just build a mine underneath their wall or home until or their castle. Or ca- like their castle wall yeah, or like yeah. their yeah. or their home, uh, you know, which is also a castle until it just fucking falls in. Yep. So the phrase someone is undermining me literally means someone is surreptitiously digging a tunnel underneath me for the purpose of making my uh, collapsing my, my structure. Yeah. Yeah. Destabilizing the entire foundation of my life. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm so glad that that is literal. That there's. there's yeah. A- and. And then I, in the same exhibit, I was I was interested to learn about countermining, which I is literally just also digging yeah. from inside the castle out to meet the underminers, so you can kill them. So you them. can fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except in doing so, you have like the only way that you can achieve your countermining goal is to dig a complete tunnel yeah. from outside to inside because you're connecting the underminers yeah, tunnel. You have to, to hope your... that you can get there first and then structurally keep their undermine from yeah, actually undermining yeah, you yeah. because you kill them and then put some supports yeah. in and then refill it. But to be yeah. a counterminer, it feels like that is a hugely <clears throat> risky. Yeah. Like you're taking a huge gamble, which oh, is yeah. like we're going to make this thing even in some ways even less structurally sound just so that we can um, yeah. like further destroy like desperate destru- move it's the, a total, the, yeah. the descriptions of that were also amazing because you also have to you have to accurately predict the trajectory of their tunnel and it talked about how yeah. the one and the one we were in they missed but it was close enough that they could hear each other through the dirt <laughs> oh by the time God, the undermining that's, happened that's terrifying yeah wow <laughs> yeah imagine miscalculating your countermine christ imagine like popping back up out on the other you're like, side, Fuck. You're like oh god damn it! Ah, uh, then you undermine. You're the underminer. You're the then. you're the true underminer. You've hoisted yourself. Yeah, that is true hoisting. That is utterly true hoisting. Yeah, I mean, I guess what they would probably do the 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 underminers, you could just undermine to the middle of the you know where you know where your where your tunnel's going to be, and then put a fucking petard in there and hoist it. 
I mean, then you've hoisted them. You have the word, ho- yeah, you just say hoisted. You say hoisted, and then <laughs> you're out. I heard someone say I hoisted. I someone hoisted through the wall. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, classic adage, hoist by your own petard. Mm. Yeah. Imagine if, imagine if the world, if that was true, and every time you had a petard, you had to be hoisted by it. Imagine if everyone hoisted themselves all the time. Well, <laughs> imagine the crazy, wacky world where everyone in which was, hoistings were rampant. Where everyone was an idiot who fucked themselves over by their own means over and over and over again while still trying their best. This has been a dark episode of this podcast. That's, this <laughs> podcast is generally... Uh, yeah. I feel like a lot of uh, fears... Are, yeah. are being brought to the surface, mm. much as an underminer <laughs> would S- fear of hoisting. Externalized. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm worried that I will be hoisted. We should end on a good adage, Chris. Oh, You've okay. got so What's many a, there. Oh, What's a good um, one? Here's another contradiction. Don't judge a book by its cover. The clothes make the man. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's like, there, there's some serious, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. The thing that's actually stupid about these, uh, that uh, sorry, I mean, you wanted to end on a bottom. You son of a note. bitch! You don't actually. I mean, th- th- what I'm realizing as I see more of these kind of self-contradictory ones is that you can just con- literally construct whatever worldview you want out of picking a bunch of very wise-sounding adages. Yeah. Like you can just pick all the ones that correspond to your uh, point of view and sort of construction of the world, and just be like, well, the ancient. These ancient words, yeah, back me up on this. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, sorry, Jake, that wasn't what you wanted. Oh, it's fine. You can't always get what you want. It's true. Classic adage. Kurt writes, "I've always wondered why there's a 5 p.m. newscast and then a 6 p.m. newscast. <laughs> Wouldn't it make sense to have a singular 6 p.m. show for people to view? Keep up the good work, Kurt." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, huh. Well, the thing that's amazing about the 5 and 6 p.m. newscast is that on the 5 p.m. newscast, they're constantly telling you, stay tuned for the 6 p.m. newscast. Which they got to rope you in. They got to they get those sweet uh, ad bucks. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, why, what, why are there two? I think that sometimes, at least when TV, broad, broad, bleh, when TV broadcast news was an increasingly new and dominant thing, like in the 80s and early 90s, which I, it seems like when that really became mm-hmm. a big deal. Sometimes it was to try and have different really? formats. Is that true? Was it that late? I mean, I think modern broadcast affiliate news where they would have their own full news package oh, sure. as yeah, opposed yeah. to like airing NBC News uh, the national and, then, and, then. and the national one and then having like a two-minute right, micro okay. one. The thing where like we have multiple news teams that have mo- right. that just do tons of broadcasting, um, that like I think it sort of started – you know, it it rolled up through the events of sort of that defined the baby boomer generation until it like yep. became outrageous. I think the culmination was probably things like the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, but like rolling back to like various assassinations and wars and you know whatever. I I think the local news took up more and more and more of its time. But I I think that like we'll have our eyewitness news and then we'll have our action news and all of mm-hmm. those different formats. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I love that those are all codified formats yeah. too. It's yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, action news was like all, all of our news packages are very short and punchy whereas yeah. eyewitness news is we have a ton of news vans and people are on the scene all the time and it's all like found footage. By cheeky, shitty assumption was that it was not for the viewers but was maybe for the benefit of the news broadcasters because as you uh, know for sure, Chris, 
uh, broadcast news is live and fucks up all the time. Oh sure, so I maybe it. it's just it's to favorite. give them a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, like if you're gonna have a if you're gonna practice and put all the work in, just do it again an hour later. Yeah, might as no, well. No, that's true. God, if only we had the luxury to do that with this fucking podcast. I swear to God, it's like it feels like we've it takes, done it a few times. <laughs> not not in a while. Not in a while. I suppose so. Yeah, I. This is the action. Uh, Idle thumbs. Uh, important of true action cast. By action the way, we'll cast, do our eyewitness sure, yeah. cast later. Yeah. Uh, where we just go interview people but like did you hear about a sweat battery and they're like uh, <laughs> well people may not know about the sweat battery it knows about them back to you <laughs> uh, yeah I mean if I if I could just release the warm up one where it's like alright guys mm. we're just getting into it everyone's like building up that energy and then you just get to do the real one but they both count as like real content that is actually right. real and released yeah great fucking perfect no that'd be just good do that yeah yeah Sadly, I'm not a local news broadcaster and never will be. I've I, missed my calling. Yeah. God. <laughs> I wish, Chris. I wish you were a local. I know. I do, too. Yeah. I, I can only assume that the reason that they do two news broadcasts is because they just love the news. They just fucking love it. They, just they love news? news all the time. More news. Yeah. It's probably because it's cheap. <laughs> they're there already. Yeah, I mean, just keep it going. If you've got someone there for an hour, you might as well just have them there for two hours. They're already yeah. coming into the studio. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then keep them there, depressingly, to record bumpers during commercial breaks for the ten o'clock news. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes a different guy. Yeah, there is a, definitely a central service that produces oh, packages, oh. which is the reason why like comedy shows or whatever can find footage of like multiple local news stations reporting the exact same story using the oh, exact same language. Yeah, there's, there's, because they're pulling it down from some wire service. There's, or something. there's, there's, there's like oh. human interest wire services that yeah. just put whole B-roll packages together, so mm-hmm. your own guy can be like. People are going crazy over this new cup fidget spinner. Yeah, yeah. It but clicks it's like, a little bit, and people are loving it. Yeah. One little tweak. I used to, Surfing dogs. <laughs> that stuff, I mean, that exists in every format. I used to work yeah. for, um, man, <laughs> for a very tiny window, I was the editor of a local weekly newspaper. You were the editor? I didn't know That's that. That's because the entire rest of the staff either quit or was laid off, <laughs> and I was stuck for a tiny window being the editor and... Uh, Sole full-time writer and advertising designer and layout I read, I guy. Heard, when you said that for a second, I heard it as the editor and soulful writer and soulful <laughs> writer. Oh, I didn't do I didn't do all the layout and all the ad design because for some reason the, there were two graphic designers um, full-time employed, but the reporters and editor either quit or were fired all in one big burst. Wow. And then it was how did what? you get to stay on? I was I because I was the person stuck in the middle who managed all the stuff. I uh-huh, laid out the yeah. newspaper right. and uh, as a res- and I occasionally wrote fill-in articles. Uh-huh. But I was literally told for like months at this shitty newspaper like write one feature article, like do one piece of actual reporting every like 2 weeks. Uh, then also you have to do the back page ad feature that was like the profile of the local business that paid us a ton of money. And then literally how many pages we've sold ads for 24 pages. So you have to go on these wire services and find <laughs> fucking pet care tips and oh, like man. rewrite all this just Was trash. that Contra Costa Times? No. no I don't want to name that? the newspaper, Chris. Oh. <laughs> it was, okay, because I just wanted to mention their URL, the which actually Times. it's fine to mention because it's not real anymore. Oh, right. I think this whole thing might be gone. I'm not sure. It was the it was the Aptos and Scotts Valley Times in uh-huh. Santa Cruz County, yeah. and their website was cyber-times.com. <laughs> that was a miserable time. I, Cyber Times. I, they got it. They got it. They jumped on oh, it yeah, before they, anyone else No, did. they didn't because the New York Times jumped on it first with Cyber Times without the hyphen. What? Whoa. Cybertimes.com still reroutes to New York Times. Holy shit. That's so good. Really? What? 
do I use any other URL to get to the New York Times? Cyber oh my God. Times. Yeah. And your hilarious little local newspaper was like, we can we can snag some of this sweet traffic with Cyber Dash Times. Shit. Yeah. Does it still work? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, New York Times just kept cybertimes.com. You don't want that link rot. No, Cyber no. Dash Times, I don't Cyber Dash think... Times does not work. Because I, I, I used <laughs> to check every once in a while just to see if your yeah, old Cyber Times... That was a fucking miserable job. I was like, I like newspapers and sort of journalism and local reporting. Oh, no. What have I walked <laughs> into? Then I quit and worked for a slightly more reputable weekly. But mm. uh, that was a f- nightmare. But yeah, we just had logins to websites and literally like binders, just tomes of just this garbage. Yeah. And yeah, it's all... it's. It's everywhere. Wow. Cyber Times. So that's why there's a 5 o'clock and a 6 o'clock news. <laughs> yep. Cyber-times.com slash thumbs. Uh, shall we endorse? Let's do it. Cool. I am going to endorse, I, Chris, I'm going to endorse uh, a uh, YouTube web series. This is usually Nick's domain, but I'm doing it this time. Uh, this was actually recommended to me by our buddy Sean, um, and I, it's, a web series it's a cooking series actually so Nick you might like it maybe you know of it it's called Binging with Babish are you familiar with this? Mm-hmm. you are? yeah well yeah mm-hmm. oh you know I mentioned it on Isle Thumbs I think oh okay in sorry. a different context sorry, so, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. so this is a uh, I, 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 I sort of ra- mentioned it I think in a roundabout way unless I did mention it on this podcast in which case fuck you it wasn't your official it endorsement officially. So no it again. wasn't so this is a uh, this is a cooking series <laughs> in which the host um, he, he, the whole point is that he recreates f- dishes, food items that are seen in television and movies. It's like a really classic example is like the prison tomato sauce from Goodfellas, right? You know, or like the the crazy ambitious, uh, intricate pastry from Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm. Um, just any number of things. Oh, there's a lot of sandwiches. A lot of movies mm-hmm. have like sandwich recipes. Um, yeah. Oh, have you ever seen the movie Big Night, which is a great, mm. great, great 90s movie about two Italian uh, brothers who come to the United States and set up a, an Italian restaurant. It's a, just a great, funny, good movie called Big Night. Anyway, they make this outrageous, huge casserole called the Timpano, and he recreates it, and it's like an incredible, ambitious um, undertaking. The thing that's nice is that he, before he did that, he now does this full-time, but before he did, he was uh, a video production person by trade, and so they're oh. really snappy. Nice. They're rarely longer than five minutes. Often they're three minutes, um, because what he does is he edits all the video down and then records new voiceover on top, uh. so he can really just make it as compact Oh, that's a nice way of doing that. And then just, yeah, string one continuous Mm -hmm. voice VO over it. And it's just really snappy, really just good, fun. It's just a great, easy thing to watch. And he has all the full recipes on his uh, website. Um, Nice. If you uh, if you want to try making it, I haven't because it's a lot of it's kind of just like wacky things. But his process is great, and what's cool is he often will, if the recipe as described on the show or movie is ends up being actually kind of worthless, mm. which they sometimes are because often they are not thought through. Yeah. Uh, he will so often make a good go version? and like, yeah, and be like, all right, so what if we try and stick to the spirit of this but actually make it good? Uh, all right, Nick, what do you got? Uh, relatedly, I'm going to endorse a dumb thing uh, that is... <laughs> <laughs> that okay, is. thanks. Um, uh, no, I'm not putting down your endorsement, Chris. I'm, I'm simply saying <laughs> that mine is dumb but related. Uh, I am endorsing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> Here is why. Okay? okay. So obviously, as children, we eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I didn't. 
oh well, aren't you special? No, uh, I just I I've, I just don't like peanut of... butter. It's a bummer. Really? Yeah, that was oh, actually a man. real pain in the ass. That's as a, a bummer as a child. Yeah, because that, that sucks. Everyone like adults are just like are obsessed with trying to give you peanut butter and jelly yeah, sandwiches, you and I fix just, that. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Um, well, you got to use the right peanut butter, Jeff. Uh, Jeff uh-huh. all the way, but um, but no. Okay, so here's why I'm endorsing it. So I'm on this like sort of. Uh, pseudo diet I'm just basically getting in shape and um, I find that like lunch for me is the most important meal in terms of determining whether I'm going to feel shitty throughout huh. the rest of the day or not sure. like if I eat the shitty gross lunch makes sense because you still I'm have productive just, hours left after it yeah and then also if you're going to go to the gym you want to eat the right thing that will actually give you energy versus just the thing that's just uh-huh. a bunch of bullshit so um, and just not too much of it. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich, one, I don't know. I find them actually surprisingly delicious even as an adult. Oh, I love them. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Chris. No, they, no. I, they, I, look, I'm sorry. I, here's the thing. It's The reason I'm endorsing it is that it is, it's the kind of thing that you discount as an adult because it's just, oh, that's the thing I ate as a kid. Why would you eat it now? They're delicious. They You can make them in seconds. Like It is the fastest lunch possible you can slap that peanut butter on there toast it if you want and that adds like a minute but whatever uh a little jelly and it turns out like if you're watching your like nutrition a peanut butter jelly sandwich is actually incredibly healthy especially for somebody yeah it gives you just the right amount of carbs protein like basically like the right kind of fat in the same way like an avocado has like the right sort of mono something fats whatever you know i don't really actually know any of this shit but like (laughs) they tell me that it's good uh and who are they uh, you know uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you probably haven't made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a while. I would recommend it. It just, uh, I, I love them, and I've literally been eating them every day for the last month, and I've lost ten <laughs> pounds. I've lost ten pounds what? in a month eating PB and Js for every single you day. You could really turn this into a, a really predatory uh, <laughs> career. Like I ate nothing but peanut butter and jelly sandwich I mean, for a month. And I I've guarantee you that exists. Yeah. Oh, that I'm sure that exists. Yeah, that sounds really suspicious. I'm suspicious of what you just said. I challenge you to do it <laughs> and see what happens, Chris. So, what are the are there specific? What are the what is the bread you use? What is the peanut butter you use? What is the jelly? You use? Oh, you just want to use like a, a shitty white bread, just a are shitty piece of bread. Are you fucking serious? Fuck what? off. What? Just a shitty piece of bread. Just a bad piece of white bread. Just you don't what want is, the. Fa- what is about you this? Is like helping you in any way? It's you're, you're you're just saying eat like the fucking garbage that you want to eat. No, no, no. How it's not that? garbage. It's a healthy sandwich. It's, it's health, cheap. It's health healthy and fast. And most people will not think to do it because it's just it's a kid's thing. So you're not even you're not even dressing dressing this up as like oh you have like a whole grain bread. No, fuck it. No, white bread, Jif peanut butter, and like any preserve that you want. What? Just throw it on there's there. There's literally no like rule. There's no strategy. That's what's here so at all. exciting about it. Chris. All right. Well, Chris, I, I I I question you as a San Francisco man being incensed that it isn't some artisanal bread. Let's. Why isn't it? Why isn't it a peanut butter you brought don't in from serious eats article? You don't need a serious eats article to explain no, how to make a peanut no, butter no, jelly sandwich, no, Chris. Look, yes, it is, look, Chris. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. Two things. God, here we go. Two things. Christ alive. Two things. No. Yeah, sure. Fuck off. One thing. Uh-huh. You, yeah. you, you are the, by your own <laughs> Oh, I see. By your you're own calling hand, me out on what I would usually do. No, you're do. the like, guy okay. who's like, oh, and you can only have mm-hmm. the peanuts grown That's why it's more Georgia. powerful that he is saying That's it. what I'm okay. saying. That's one thing is like mm-hmm. you are typically able to recommend very specific and Fair interesting enough. regional or otherwise like d- intentional and directed 
food choices, sure. when it, especially when it comes to sort of comfort foods. Yeah. So that's one thing. Number two, mm-hmm. you're positioning this as some kind of fucking weight loss measure in which you can go on a like an all peanut butter and jelly sandwich well, diet. I, I'm not. I'm not being that radical about like, it, I'm but I'm saying you shape. could. I'm on a diet. I'm going okay. to the gym. I, Eat a bunch of PB and J. I think Nick is saying, in a way that is probably fair, that it's just. An easy to make snack that will not totally f- fuck you up if you're going to then also regularly go to the gym. Yeah, he's not saying literally eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every it's, day. He also is saying that he's going to do right, going to the gym and working out regularly. The actual secret, uh, I think, to the diet that Nick is saying is eat a reasonable amount of food and work out all the yeah, time. Yeah, but this started with the claim that like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich it is. Chris, like- what miracle diet doesn't start out with a bullshit claim? <laughs> I mean, it does. Okay, it's yeah. just that that combination of ingredients does actually fit the 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 empty wedge that you need to fill to like give you. So you cut your and, sandwich and in wedge like, shapes. You do the diagonal. No, cut, so God, no. Oh, fuck that. No, straight you, across, horizontal. I don't really? Know. Oh yeah. You're gonna get emails about this. I don't care. All right, uh, Jake. What do you got? Well, uh, in the spirit of of really helpful good things that are that are real, um, I would like to recommend. Excuse, why would I recommend something? I endorse. Mm. I endorse a Twitter account that I love that is near and dear to my heart. Um, it is called Shitty Mario. <laughs> <laughs> this it, the Twitter account is just at Shitty Mario. One word. Is there an underscore or anything? No, 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 just one word. Shitty Mario, and it is a Twitter account full of all of the off-model. Uh, toys, off-model bootleg, uh, or otherwise just highly suspicious pieces of Mario merchandise and paintings and sort this of murals. Super Mario. Super Mario about. of Nintendo, of, of the brothers, of Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fantastic Twitter account that is just all garbage forever. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Super Mario and, sure. his, and his appearances over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a I have a counter Super Mario endorsement as well. I have a second Super okay. Mario related endorsement, which is sort of the good side of this. Which is if you are a big Mario, uh, f- uh, like fan, if you if you're a kid, if you were a kid who's my age, <laughs> if you are a kid no, listening to this podcast, like, I grew up in the know. 80s and 90s, and Super Mario just garbage was all over the place in in my childhoods, and I'm fascinated by it still to this day. Uh-huh. I love Mario. I know you do. He's the he's the best. Yeah, I know. Um, it's a him. There's a blog called Super Mario Broth. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. it's called Supper Mario Broth. Oh, it is Supper Mario Broth. You're right. Excuse me. Wow, you're right. It is called Supper Mario Broth, S-U-P-P-E-R Mario, B-R-O-T-H dot com, that just documents tiny, tiny, tiny bits of Mario ephemera, like from like the little illustrations in the manual or whatever, all the way down to like, what if you take Toad's face and pull the 3D texture off of it and look at what the heck it looks like <laughs> from <laughs> Mario 64 oh, no. and like just talking about the etymology or not the etymology the, uh, the just the, the, the um like good, what is the word for that like anthropology almost sure. of like toad and the toads and how they've been represented yeah. yep. in 3D over the entirety of the Mario Brothers games it's it's a very good blog that one is like pulling actual pieces of real sort of legit canon Mario history apart like thread by thread whereas shitty Mario is looking at like your mom and pop video rental store from the 80s and the horrible Mario that they had painted on the wall by a mural artist that someone then took a picture of that ends up mm. on shitty Mario yeah and those two things are like it's a good good Mario yeah. deconstruction yeah if you want if you want 
your Mario, if you want a deconstructed Mario, um, which you can order from a food truck in San Francisco, um, a deconstructed Mario from a, yeah, an Italian food truck um, yeah. <laughs> with a really Italian bad, fusion. Yeah, <laughs> it would have a shitty Mario on the side. Or it would have what someone thinks now is a really artful sort of modern hip Mario. It's really mm. just a shitty Mario. It, it belongs on shitty in Mario. In like 10 years, it's on shitty Mario for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, cool. That, that food truck would be called Supper Mario Broth. Yeah, it, it, it would be, yeah. Fuck. The, could, this could be yours, Jake. It will not be mine. You could do it. It will mm. not be mine. I'll, I'll just keep reading shitty Mario. Uh, well, thank you for listening to this episode of Important If True. If you have a question for us, you need our advice, our consultation, for us to puzzle through anything, you can send it to questions at importantiftrue.com, and we will do our best. Uh, our website <laughs> is importantiftrue.com, and uh, on there you can find links to all the places we reside on the Internet. Uh, you can also uh, give us a rating or review on iTunes if you want to help us out. Uh, that is the best way that I think we have of sort of uh, increasing the discoverability of the show, along with recommending it directly to people who you think might like it for some reason. That is super duper helpful. It means a lot to us. Um, and I guess that's it. Uh, we will be back next week for more. Until then, do stay spicy. For Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. May the Lord bless you and keep you. <laughs> uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube, sorry that there was like five minutes of video. Ba, 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 ba. It ran out after 12 minutes, but we didn't even get started until like five or six minutes. was our order good oh, yeah, stuff good only all right so we got what, even what local new- newscasts blessings and magic powered by sweat <laughs> for 500 yeah exactly adages with consequences that one i'm a little for 500 on. yeah i have a f- i have a few adages too. oh really okay inquisitive ai shadow feels like a second half to me yeah yeah jake how do you feel about any of these three i guess even local newscasts and powered by sweat are yours yeah, they are, but they're rough. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Powered by Sweat, I said, I don't even say first responder, I say, I have one joke. <laughs> <laughs>